Brought to you by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, Cash Valley's Pizza and Craft Beer Authority, Macy's, Happy Shopping, Guild Mortgage, Own What Matters, and by Locker 42, your source for Aggie apparel. Live from Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of the Craig Smith Coaches Show. We're live here at Old Chicago. Busy show, a lot of games to recap with Coach as the Aggies coming off a uh, big W on the road against Fresno State. Also, earlier last week uh, on the road against Colorado State. But uh, it is the dog days of February, Coach, and uh, all these games feel like they're uh, 13 uh, round fights coming down the stretch. And uh, you guys just continue to handle themselves game after game after game and playing some really good basketball down the stretch here. Hey, Scotty, how about all these Aggie fans here tonight? Yeah! A little shout-out to the table way in the back over there. Look at all those guys. I love it. I think they were waving to you, Bean, and not me. Look at that. For sure. But look at Bean's shirt. Look at this thing. What does that say, Justin? Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Work harder. I don't know what that means, but we're going to roll with that thing. Bean! That's what that means. (laughs) Bean, all right. I love it. Can I do that after Bean, like, gets one of those big rebounds, just go like that? Or is it like this? Oh, like that. Okay. There we go. we got to make a shirt like that. I did, I, Let's keep all these shirts coming. Free shirts on the Aggies. <laughs> <laughs> it always works. You know what? It's just uh, you get you feel the momentum really building here. we got a huge crowd here tonight. Everybody's fired up. Everybody's excited because this team just continues to find ways to win games down we the stretch. Even Sarah Landis even showed up. Tonight. I know, right? Oh, it must be a special night. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a great week. It's been fun the last couple of weeks, and we want to – keep this train rolling in the right direction i thought our guys really handled i know it wasn't here last week but the three games in seven days well uh went into colorado state and had a very difficult environment and we knew that was going to be a very uh difficult game our guys really responded in a great way played from in front that whole game and then um you know when you have three games in seven days and then and then on top of that you have back-to-back road games with the fourth game uh, it's difficult and when you can string two and three wins together in a row um, you really start climbing the chart so to speak and then when you can win back-to-back road games you know when we won at Colorado State besides San Diego State it's really that was their only loss so that was huge and then Fresno is a team that it's kind of been up and down a little bit but they're very very talented and we were able to get up 22-9. to nine. Justin obviously was a big part of that. Hit, the, hit a three right away off of a Kata rebound. Gets a tip in. And then gets another big offensive rebound. And I think he scored again later. So um, it was fun to see. And, and I thought we finished um, that game in a very good fashion. Eight out of the first ten points from Justin Bean. And now has developed himself into a, quite a three-point shooter too. Well, Justin is a very good three-point shooter. And... Uh, you know, the stats don't necessarily reflect that, although I think they do reflect yeah. that over the last, um, I don't know, five to seven games or so. And, and Justin's a very unselfish guy. We know about his rebounding prowess and how hard he works, but he's worked incredibly hard at his shot. Uh, we do threes in two and a half minutes, which I've alluded to many times. And today you had 36, um, which is, a, is an excellent number. And so um, we feel very confident in Justin shooting those threes out there. Both of them, the one in the right corner was a a wide open rhythm shot. And then the one he had a transition was a step in rhythm three as well. So um, we feel good about that game, but he's earned that and he's put the time in and and very few people work as hard as this young man. So um, 
let's talk a little bit about the overall momentum, you know, coming down the stretch. And, and you really, it's probably after that Boise State game, you've got to string together a lot of wins to get the seed you want going into the tournament, keep yourself in the at-large conversation. And this team seems to really respond uh, knowing that they're, you know, to a certain extent their backs were against the wall and they've, they've really seemed to rise to the occasion. Well, all you can do is control, you know, your attitude and your effort and your preparation and going out there and being your best every night and every day in practice. We had an excellent practice today. And so, you know, I think it's easy to get caught up in all the peripheral stuff. And I know it's legit and it's real and every fan follows that. I get all that, Um, quite frankly. for as a coach and I know this is crazy to say but like I'm not even paying attention to any of it like all we can do is be our best today be our best tomorrow let's go out and earn victory on Wednesday and just keep methodically doing that over and over and over again and all the other stuff will take care of itself true story uh after the game coach and I are in a elevator going up and uh I, I mentioned your Ken Palm numbers on Ken Pomeroy <laughs> and coach is like I don't even know where we were at. I don't know where we're at now. I don't even – I mean, when you say that, that's legitimate. You you really try to isolate and insulate yourself as much as possible. Well, I think sometimes you can um, get caught up in all that stuff, and it really doesn't matter. It's, fu- it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to have the banter. I'm sure our players do that, and I'm sure our fans do, and I know my family does. And my, my son Landon could tell you everything about everything, I think, and he starts talking. I just say, I don't want to hear it because <laughs> uh, I don't. Like, because it doesn't – it just – I just want to lock in. How can we make Justin Bean better? How can we make our defensive scheme better? How can we make our offense better? Who's playing well right now? How can we help guys that are struggling a little bit? And let's just keep getting better on a day-to-day basis. And and we had the talk after, you know, we were in that little bit of a swoon. And all we can control is our attitude and effort. How do we approach things? Let's get as healthy as we can because there was that rough patch with that part of things. And control the controllables. And since that point, Um, I think we've really, really done a good job. And we've really done a good job all year with it. I mean, uh, November and December, we just found different ways to win against very good teams as well. And and it takes a strong backbone and a strong spine to bounce back from some of the adversity that we felt. And we've done that. And so, and now we just got to continue that momentum going forward. Uh, the only reason I bring this up is you mentioned it on the postgame show, but you did have a couple guys that were under the weather and you had to fight through a little bit of adversity in that game against Fresno State. Yeah, the, uh, we knew Alfonso Anderson was going to, you know, he he did not practice on, what, what day? Today's Monday, right? Yes. So he did not practice on Thursday and Friday, and and he did come with on the trip, but, you know, he didn't practice, didn't, wasn't even around. Sometimes guys won't practice, like when Bean had his ankle. There's a few days he doesn't practice, but he's able to maybe do, like, our, our walkthrough or, like, he's an intelligent guy. He can still sit there and watch yeah. what he's supposed to do. Fonz was quarantined. Just get out. Like, because he was contagious at that point. He was not when he got on the plane. And so, all that. So, now, um, and honestly, Fonz has struggled a little bit when he's been sick. And he's been under the weather a few times this year. And, um, and then Sam missed a couple days. And, um, and then about, we get to the gym an hour and a half before game time. And about an hour and 15 minutes before tip-off, uh, Abel Porter, and I know people are eating here, so I won't get into the specifics of what he was doing in the restroom. And um, and so now all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, we got to figure this thing out. So you didn't know about Abel until just about 90 minutes before tip? Oh, no, there was no issues. He didn't say anything. 
And um, at about that time, that's when he told Carl, our athletic trainer, about his stomach. Carl comes into me, and he just, at this point, we're just kind of numb to the whole thing. Yeah. Because it's just been that kind of year where it's like, oh, this guy's got a back. Oh, this guy threw his shoulder out. Oh, this guy. And it's like, okay, you know, it's par for the course this year at this point. Um, so you just got to deal with it. I thought d- different guys stepped up. Obviously, Sam played 40 minutes. Um, uh, Sean Bearstow was big time for us the other night and gave us huge minutes. And, and obviously, you know, Bean was really, really good as well. And Fonz only played six minutes, but in his time, I thought he did play well yeah. uh, in that time. So, uh, and then Diogo has been really playing at a high, high level here the last five or six games. You know, that, I wanted to talk about some of these individual guys like Sean Bearstow, who people I think have been watching and seeing his his development. But you had a great lineup on the uh, on the court near the end of the game with Sean and uh, Justin and uh, who's and Justin? Yogo. Justin Bean here. Oh, so, Bean. Okay, yeah. I just got to clarify. Yeah, my bad. And uh, where I thought it was really, I mean, there's a lot of length, and they were ca- causing all kinds of fits defensively to Fresno down the stretch. Well, you know, Bean's like the Tasmanian devil. Remember the old cartoon character? He's just the spinning whirlish derby everywhere. And then you got Nimi, who is obviously the defensive player of the year and just really protects the rim. He's an excellent screen and roll defender as well as a post defender. And Sam is a phenomenal um, perimeter defender, super intelligent, as is Diogo. And then Sean is really, and we said this in film today, he has improved so much on the defensive end of the floor and is really starting to understand how to use his length. And um, there were so many big plays in that game, but Sean made, Sean, um, there was like a 50-50 ball. It looked like they were going to get it, and Sean kind of comes out of nowhere and gets his hand on it, and it just kind of trickles to their sideline, and we come up with it. Then there's a 50-50 ball where it's like a loose rebound, and, it, and it's way up there, and there's like two Fresno guys, and Sean just flies up there with two hands and kind of loses his footing and gets the foul call. Then yep. he makes the front end, makes one out of two free throws. And then obviously in transition, I think didn't Diogo steal it, like being kind of filled. Somebody beats somebody. Diogo or uh, Justin fills to stop the ball, and now we got him pinned on the sideline. And the kid tries to throw kind of a over-the-shoulder pass, and Diogo reads it. And snatches it up, and now it's like a two or a three-on-one. Diogo pitches that to, to um, Sean for the dunk. And remember, he's the reigning dunk champ- champion, right, Bean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that bothers Bean. I love it. <laughs> he's a competitive sucker now. And uh, uh, and then a couple of plays later, we make a great pass to, to Sean, and he's able to kind of one-footed just step up and – uh, uh, if you want to call that in a dunk, it wasn't emphatic, but we'll, we'll take the first two one was way. Yeah, second, first one certainly was second, second one maybe not so much, but uh, we'll say this: it was a it was a huge <laughs> performance, and, and as you mentioned, any wins on the road in the Mountain West Conference, you savor those, uh, and uh, you pick up your fourth uh, conference victory on the road. You're four and four on the road, and have won uh, your last uh, last couple. Yeah, and their record, I mean, obviously isn't great, but they they had won three of the last five, and they were a last second shot away from winning um, at UNLV. So yeah. now that's four out of five. So they're playing their best basketball. And, and, um, and you know, they made their run. 
Uh, our zone kind of bothered them a little bit. It bought us a little bit of time, but then I loved how we finished that game. Uh, stopped them six out of the last eight possessions wow. and found a way to score on a, on a multitude of occasions. All right, Justin Bean is here. You will hear from him coming up next. We're live here at Old Chicago. would love for you to come by and hang out with us. Also coming up in uh, a couple segments, you get a chance to ask Coach and Justin whatever you'd like to ask them as well. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaching Show from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Scott Gerard hanging out with the head coach, Craig Smith. And now you get a chance to hear from the uh, man himself who brought his own uh, fan club tonight, Justin Bean in the house. <laughs> this guy. I love it. Everybody welcome did. Justin Bean to the show. My man. <laughs> Coach Smith's trying to do a bean with his hands. It looks more like a heart. It is the season. Valentine's Day. Ish. Ish. So I want to talk about, obviously, this season you're having. You came on strong at the end of last year, and now you've blossomed into Mr. Double-Double and have really made a huge impact on this team. What's this year been like for you and what you've been able to offer up for this team? Oh, it's been great. It's been incredible just to see – you know, at the beginning of the year where we were, had a lot of new guys, new faces to the program, just to see how they've really bought into the, the culture here at Utah State and um, just seeing them every day in practice, how hard they compete. Anytime a guy falls, you know, the, the first guy is running up to go get him. The whole team's there. And so I think just the camaraderie, uh, we all get along super well. <clears throat> um, we have a lot of inside jokes. Just we have a lot of fun, you know, with, with how we play. And I think um, everyone just bought into to who we are and, as a team, we played really well, obviously, these last few weeks. And so it's been great to see kind of that, that adjustment and just seeing how we handle adversity, um, you know, here as of recently. And so I'm just proud of, of how we've responded to, to um, every challenge we've been up against. And it's exciting just seeing how, how much potential we still have um, to see, you know, we can get better and so in a lot of areas. And so we're just excited to see where we go with that. Coach, when you took over the job uh, two years ago, when was the uh, when was the moment when you realized like, oh my goodness, this guy has a chance to be really really good? Because I, I'm you know you did some evaluation, but Justin and redshirted that year, and so when when did you realize, wow, I, I got I, I got something special on my hands here? Well, he made an impression in the summer um, for a multitude of reasons, um, but one <laughs> here's what really stood out: this guy is super super determined. He's a very, very determined individual. He has incredibly high expectations um, for himself, for his teammates without like, but not, he's never demeaning, right? He's always uplifting. He uplifts everybody he's around. Uh, he always has a positive spin on everything. He's highly intelligent. And you should hear him sing, by the way. I asked him if he was going to bring his, his ukulele. Uh, I know. I asked him if he was going to bring it. He goes, only if you're going to sing. I'm like, no way. Like, everybody will run out the door. Oh, but, but, uh, but he is. He's, he's just so amazingly talented in, in everything he does. And, and one thing that became really, really clear is like he really accepts coaching. And when you're critical of him, or bring up areas to improve. He doesn't like wine or powder or hang his head. He just looks at it and like, yep. And then, and then you rarely have to tell him again. And he just, he's like a, a sponge 
that is just always craving knowledge and wants to learn. So when we first got him, though, he had some issues defensively. <laughs> and so we, A lot. Uh, he did. And, <laughs> but you know, to his credit, like, it's just incredible how far he's come along that way. And he's got just an amazing motor. But he always wanted to learn yeah. and get better. And he looks you in the eye all the time. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and just and, – um, and it got to be about – you know, November, he was playing the league. I've told this story a thousand times, but we had 11 guys playing. He was like number 11. And in November, we had no practice time. And in December, it was just like, man, this guy is like killing in practice yeah. every day. <laughs> and thank goodness for my wife, because I'd go home every day and I'm like, why are we not playing Justin Bean? She goes, well, you're the moron. You're the head coach. It's your decision. <laughs> and, um, and then finally, like mid-January, we started playing, and we just couldn't take him out of the lineup after that, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. How about you? When was the moment where you felt like, I really belong out here? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, I've always trusted in, in our coaching staff and, and just the type of people that they are, not just as coaches, but they always want what's best for each player individually, whether it's academically or just socially. They're always, you know, looking out for us that way. And so I never doubted, I never questioned, you know, any of their methods or anything like that. It was always just, you know, looking at myself and, and my game and, and how I could improve. And so it was exciting for me to just to have little flares of of one day I'd, I'd hit a three in practice or I'd get a, a couple offensive rebounds and, and we coach would make the guys run because they, he said that he couldn't give up that, a certain amount of offensive rebounds. And so I just had to keep like, you know, just keep motivating myself in different areas. And after a while, I started to continue to gain the trust of my teammates and and um, and also the coaches. And so that's really what it came down to is just making plays and just never, never satis- being satisfied with where I was at. And I could have done that, you know, at a lot of different points in, in college. So can I say one more thing? At the end of the day, when I when we met with our staff and our ta- you know my wife and all, and I'm just like, you know, and we're and it's tough. Like you you start taking this guy's minutes away and this guy and, and he earned every bit of it. But it's like Justin Bean is everything in my eyes what a Utah State basketball player is. He's an Aggie through and through, and his is yeah, that's the truth. It's like and that, that was at the end of it when we met with our staff and I told our staff like we're playing Justin Bean like he is everything that we believe in as a person as a player as teammates believe in him his workout his work ethic is phenomenal he's dependable you can trust him with your children if he says he's going to do something he's going to do it it's not oh my bad I forgot he's going to do it and so and then he just treats everybody with respect and then of course it, it took me a while to figure out but every time he checked into the game everybody went crazy like man we love this guy and so uh, and then we got the front row of the herd over there yep. and it's yep. like there you go so the proof Proofs in the pudding. That's right. Go Aggies. There we go. You know, and I I always say this when I'm on the road or you're talking to other play-by-play guys across the Mountain West, and I'll always say there will be a point in a game where somebody's going to miss a shot, and out of nowhere, Bean's going to come up with an offensive rebound and a putback. And mm-hmm. it's gonna, you're not going to see it coming. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out of nowhere. And, and you'll, you'll look at like, where, how did that just happen? And it <laughs> happens every single solitary game, more, usually more than once, but at least once. Usually, sometimes. Uh, sometimes where does uh, – Five times last game. Yeah. <laughs> where does that uh, – I mean, that ability to rebound in traffic, is that something that you can – you're coached up to? Is that something you're born mm-hmm. with? Like, how, how do you acquire an ability like that? You know, a lot of people have asked me that, quite frankly, and I think it all just starts with 
obviously effort. Um, it's an attitude. It's a mindset. But I think first and foremost, like I've I've had to work a lot on just you know improving my athleticism. That was the first thing when I first got off my mission. Oh man, like two years ago, I was I was like two twenty six foot seven now i'm like 210 don't mean to like throw my weight out there but like it, it is a huge now difference you're 210 of, six foot six six foot <laughs> six <laughs> foot six yeah you never know what they're listed at but uh um yeah so it just it's been a huge adjustment for me just being able to be more athletic and just using the summer as a time to just improve my you know my jumping ability obviously laterally being quick and just being able to keep up with the pace of the game and so that was the biggest adjustment coming off my mission and ultimately why i decided to redshirt and it was great for me because it just gave me a chance to to build on that athleticism um, but ultimately it's it's really just a matter of like i want that ball more than you do and so i just i just take that i take a lot of pride into just knowing you know i'm going to get around that defender and and just obviously i'm not a, a big guy i don't try and just back people down or just move them out of the way i just try and kind of swim around a lot of the guys say i swim around or i finesse my way around and so that's ultimately what it comes down to is just finding that gap looking at the ball seeing where it's going to hit off and just going and getting it so Probably, I think, uh, you know, you got a bunch of highlights. I was going back and I was looking at some other games uh, throughout the year and, and kind of when I found out you were doing the show tonight. But uh, the South Florida put back, mm. is, that, uh, is that the top of the list so far for you this year? Oh, man. Yeah, that's definitely up there. Um, but, again, that one, Diogo and Brock were able to get hands on the ball. I just I happened to be in the right spot, right time. and But I did. I was, I was trying to get around my defender at that point and go get it, and so I was happy I, I did. But that's definitely probably one of the top three you know, highlights of this season for sure for me. That's uh, Justin Bean as we continue on. We're live here at Old Chicago getting you ready for uh, the home stretch for Utah State. Wyoming coming up uh, on Wednesday and then a full week off and then taking on uh, San Jose State and then wrapping up at the pit against New Mexico. But what's what's the grind of February like for a player? Because, I mean, these games, I mean, you just played two games on the road. You had a key stretch where you played three games in six days. How, how hard is it as a player to kind of work your way through that and make sure you're still playing at a high level? It, it is difficult, no doubt about it. Um, you, you can't really sugarcoat it as a player just of how strenuous the schedule can be at times, especially with, with school. I think the spring semester is definitely the hardest for players because it's conference, it's the emotions and the intensity of the game mentally are, are weighing on you. And then you have to still be able to keep up with your school and, and be on the road a lot more. And so it, it, it definitely requires a lot of discipline. Um, but definitely I, I think our coaches obviously do a great job of just staying on top of that, telling us, you know, reminding us, you know, take care of your bodies. Uh, it's really easy as a college athlete to just want to just go lay on the couch after practice, sit around, maybe go out and, and grab a burger from Wendy's or something. But you can't do that. You just have to um, just ultimately do it for your teammates and, and do it for yourself on taking care of yourself uh, mentally and physically. And so it's been a grind, but we know what's at stake and we know where our priorities are at and um, ultimately what we're trying to do in, in winning a, a conference championship and, and go to the tournament. So that, it really just comes down to just knowing where your priorities are at and, and being selfless and just doing it for your teammates. Coach, he sounds like a coach right there. <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty good stuff right well, there. He's a smart guy, and I, I think Justin looks as, as good as he's been all year. Like, I, I mean, the other day in practice and obviously in the game, um, you know, how many minutes did you play the other night, Justin? It was 30, a lot, 33. 33. Um, but he just – he looks really springy. He looks really bouncy. You can tell he t does do a good job of taking care of his body, and that's – 
doing uh, preventative stuff with Logan Ogden, our strength coach, and Carl Smith, our athletic trainer. That's getting in on his own. That's eating right. That's getting the proper rest and nutrition. It's all the above. And it's easy to see. You know, he values that. And it shows. Sometimes at this time of year, guys are really driven into the ground. We really try as a coaching staff to be um, intelligent and work our butts off as a team when we're in practice. But we don't need to be in there for three hours at this time of year either. So we want to be as sharp as we can be physically and as fresh as we can while at the same time putting the work in and being as sharp as we can mentally um, because that's a big part of it too at this time of year. And uh, uh, one of my mentors used to always say more more championships are won by overtraining than undertraining when it gets to this time of year. And I think there's a lot of truth in that if you know how to do it the right way. But I got to imagine, though, that's that's got to be interesting as a coach to try to find that balance because you want to keep guys fresh and healthy, but you also know, you know, you, you still have game plans to implement, stuff like that, to try to walk that line and making sure that, that you cover both sides of the fence there. Yeah, you always got to talk to our guys, oh, how do you feel? How do you, you know, and yeah. I never want them to whine, but how do you feel today, Justin? The other day in the game, I knew he was playing a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. With him and Sam in particular, I was, I, I probably asked Bean two or three times, yeah. how are you feeling? Are you yeah. good? Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's never going to say, oh, I need one. <laughs> but, but at the same time, so, you know, you can kind of, so he had a couple quick breathers both halves they weren't very long um and it responds and it is a fine line of uh you don't want to be soft on them but at the same time you got to be realistic as to what's going on that way you got uh you got two more years left what part of your game do you really want to continue to work on and develop throughout your career at utah state um great question uh i think ultimately it's been fun just learning a lot from from our seniors our leaders um sam and diogo and and abel and just and roche just about their character and how hard they work um i think the biggest thing for me first and foremost like sam is always that guy who you know he's going to be guarding their best player you know night in night out and it's just what he does it's what makes him so special because he's able to then um continue his play on offense and make the right play and and just stay you know stay mentally you know strong there so i think defending um just being able to to play you know and and be able to guard their best defender um in the coming years that's something i really want to do and take pride in and um and also offensively just being being more of a threat you know it's been fun to see you know the scoring's gone up from last season the rebounding and things like that but i still know there are things i can do better um just attacking the rim and and obviously still working on my shot being more of a threat there and it's there's still a, a long journey ahead, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to expanding those assets in my game and, and just being more of a threat on offense. From a guy who's, uh, who's coached a bit, how, uh, how impressed are you with somebody that can average a double-double throughout a season? <laughs> that's incredibly hard to do, <laughs> and um, uh, that doesn't happen every day, that's for sure. And Justin has that. You know, it was interesting when we first got and this is what really stood his just his motor. And I was talking to Quinn Taylor last year, I'm like, how does Bean get all these rebounds in practice? <laughs> and he goes, Coach, I, can't, I just can't even describe him. Like, and Quinn is kind of like Mr. Fundamental. Yeah. Like he just doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes, doesn't miss box outs. And I'm like, Quinn, would you box him out? Like, and, and so finally I'm like, Quinn, why can't you box that guy out? And he goes, you just can't get a square hit on him. Like he's just so like – kind of herky-jerky and slippery and he just slides off you and he goes even like his post defense like you try to post him up and he goes I got 30 pounds on him and maybe an inch or two and I just can't get a square hit on him in the post and he goes he I just can't explain it but I think it's a lot of things he's instinctive he's quick twitch 
Um, his two-footed pop is incredible. Like, he gets off the floor so quick. Like, Charles Barkley was like yeah. that. He just got off the floor so quick, and that's what Bean does. And then he's he, – coach can't teach that. And it is instinctive. Like, he just – he sees where the ball is. He understands it's, it's short, long, and he just understands the trajectory and angles to it. And so, um, so that's really cool to see. But what was the question? Uh, how impressed are you with the double-double? Oh, the double-double, yeah. So the rebounding <laughs> thing, like, you know, um, about um, probably about eight or nine years ago, I met the, the GM of the Denver Nuggets at the time. And I was at practice, and I didn't even know it was the GM. Like, I'm just sitting in practice, and I'm writing everything down. This guy's just talking to me for two hours straight. I don't even know who he is. I go back the next day, and he, he sees me coming, and he sits by me. In about an hour into practice, he goes, hey, by the way, I'm, my, I'm Mark Warkentine. I'm the GM of the Nuggets. <laughs> and I'm like, that tells you how smart I am. I talked to the dude for two yeah. hours, didn't know who he was the next hour. Like, and so I just said, hey, what do you look for? Like, you know, the one thing he said, he goes, a huge thing for us with guys is, is rebounding. And he goes, rebounding translates. So, like, like, if you rebound in college, you'll rebound in the NBA. And, and that's something that obviously he does at an elite, elite level. And you can't tell me, maybe last year he snuck up on some people. He ain't sneaking up on anybody this year. And he's still able to, you know, do what he's doing right now. And, by the way, he's playing with another pretty good rebounder, you know, yeah. in Nimi. In, in so, um, uh, so it's super impressive what he does. He's just relentless with his, in, uh, his effort. And, and Justin's right. He's only scratching the surface of what he's going to be able to do in terms of the scoring uh, piece. Take a break. Come back. If you got questions for Coach, you got questions for Justin, we'd love to hear from you coming up next as we continue on with the Craig Smith Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. It's the Craig Smith Coaches Show. Justin Beans, kind enough to hang out with us. All right, it's time for me just to be quiet and let you guys ask questions. If you want to ask a question for Coach, for Justin, we'd love to hear from you. Just raise your hand, and uh, Ajay will run the wireless mic out to you, and we'd love to uh, love to hear from you. Uh, we did get a question during the break, though, that I thought was interesting about how guys on the bench – you know, because you always see, you know, somebody shoots a three and the whole bench stands up. You know, how much do you guys sometimes, especially when you're on the road and you, you, you know, you're at Colorado State and everybody's coming at you and everybody's hollering and yelling at you. How much, how much momentum do you take from the guys on the bench and, and, and their influence to try to pick you up? Well, I know for me, I mean, those are, those are huge, huge plays. And that's something, you know, Coach Smith says before every game, you know, we're all locked in, all, all of us, you know, every guy, whether you're on the bench, like be a, you know, be a, be a team player. And, and those are, are types of things that when we're on the defensive end and, and guys are on the bench just talking and talking plays out, talking screens out, it really does help, like, when you're out on the floor. And so that's one thing. And the celebrations, I mean, there have been times where we point them out in film, you know, like, oh, look at Roche over here, you know, jumping up and down, or Kuba. You know, we have some pretty funny celebrations. So I'd be interested to see if we have, like, a, a collection of just a little bloopers. Mix, mixed tape of mixed celebrations. Mixed tape of just goofy celebrations, because we have some goofy ones. I will say that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so Mom and Nancy, great question. Love it. <laughs> Love it. All right, we got a question over here. Go ahead, sir. Hey, coach. Hey, coach. Hey. Congratulations on 200 wins. Oh. But here's the real question. All right. Do the refs get mad at you? <laughs> Do the refs get mad at you when you're out of the box? Uh, I'm never out of the box. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that is a great question. 
Um, obviously, they do because I've been teed up a couple times here in the last month. But you know what? They got a tough job to do. And um, I mean, those are high level athletes and they're going fast. And um, but I'm not going to say anything unless I'm I feel like I'm right. You know, and my my wife can attest to that. Um, so uh, uh, um, so you know what? There's a lot of emotion that goes in the game. And I always want to be a good sport about things. And we want our guys to not we tell our guys uh, early in the season and practice. You got three choices every day. You can play, you can coach, or you can officiate. And you, you only get to choose one. So what are you going to be? And we go around to every player. And they all pick playing. So, you know, you don't need to worry about the coaching piece. Like, we'll handle that and our staff will. And you don't need to worry about officiating because it's hard enough to win in Division One basketball. So don't worry about the refs. I'll handle that. And so just go play your tail off and be the best that you can be. It's a great that question. The question? That's an awesome question. <laughs> Appreciate that. And, know, th- and thank you for the the kind words. <laughs> uh, you and I talked a little bit on the post game, though, but uh, getting to 200 wins, that means you've had some good players. You've had some good staff. You've been in That means some you're getting places. old. That's what that means. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. Not you. That means I'm getting old. <laughs> no, I no. I used to start, I was coaching when I had hair to start with, Scotty. Yeah, I, did. I was doing <laughs> it's probably radio. like you when you were doing, doing radio. radio. Yeah, yeah exactly. no doubt. we got another question going up here uh, all the way in the back. Go ahead. <laughs> As soon as you get that mic. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's see how the range of that mic is these days. <laughs> nope. No question. Oh, All no right. Question. Never mind. Uh, I did, you know, back to officiating a little bit, and not, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but you had the, uh, the Boise State game where a lot of calls were being made, and then you had the Colorado State game where I think Dave Hall may have forgot his whistle for that game. Um, but, I mean, it was both sides. He was just letting them go, you know, and, and, and uh, how hard is it to – to adjust from one style and then the next game play almost felt like a completely different style of officiating. Yeah, you know, hopefully you have your team built. I've always said, like, people say, what's your style of play? And I've always said our style of play is the winning style. And so, you know, you think back to the conference tournament last year, and um, uh, we, I think we scored 90 points the first game against New Mexico. We had 25 turnovers. And, but it was high end. The second game, I think we won 90 to 55 against Fresno. And then the title game, we won 64 57. So you have to be able to, and when you go on the road, usually you're not going to get as many calls and it's more, you feel like it's more physical. And so you just got to have a team built to win in every which way up and down, slow down grinder. Uh, maybe you're playing a team that's electric up, up and down, and we got to slow it down a little bit. Or the other way around, a team that wants to slow it down, we got to pick up the pace. So maybe you got to press a little bit more than you normally do, or maybe you got to throw a zone. And it's the same with officiating. So you, you, as a player, you have to adapt. As a coach, you have to adapt. What are they calling? What are they not calling? The hardest part is when you feel like this is being called by one guy and the other two guys aren't calling it at all. Yeah. So now it's like flip of the coin. Oh, this guy's under the basket, so we might get a call. This guy's away from the basket, probably going to let him play more. And, and the beauty now of being in the league for almost two years, you start – we do a, every game, we, we chart the officials, uh, good call, bad call, how do they call the game. So we do a scouting report on each official every game as well, and we – and we compile a, and so we knew going into the Colorado State game, 
two of those three guys we've had plenty, and we know those two guys let them play. So we tell our guys, hey, it's a man's game tonight. It's going to be physical. It's going to be rugged. You're going to be able to play. Or this the other in this game, uh, this guy likes to blow his whistle. You know, you just got to be cognizant of it. And so we don't try to get in their heads too much that way. But I will bring up to the guys tonight. They're going to let you play. You got to go be a player and play through things tonight. That's fascinating. All right, we do have a question. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so this is for Justin and Coach Smith. What's your favorite gas station snack? <laughs> This is what, hey, this is what, what do they say on Twitter? This is what we're here for. Yeah, this, is the this is what I'm talking this is about. Gritty. content we're here yeah. for. Gritty, baby. <laughs> all right. My I, man. All right, I'll go first. Um, well, hopefully our trainer's not listening to this, or Coach O for that matter, but I, I, uh, my, my comfort food at gas stations is uh, the Chester's hot fries. So I, I love spicy food. I think that's a pretty good go-to. Yeah, Coach likes it too, I guess. Um, and then with this, you got to go with the Snapple though on the side. You'll get a dry mouth. So I like the apple Snapple. Not meaning to rhyme, but yeah, those are those are my go-tos, man. That's a good combo. Best duo in the league. And I would say. Um the older I've gotten, I love coffee. I'm addicted to it. My whole goal in life is to get Justin Bean and Brock Miller on their graduation day to have a cup of coffee with me. So every time I see them, I'm like, hey, you want a drink? And, uh, uh, so I don't, know, I don't think it's going to happen, but like, you never know. But, um, but I will say this. Uh, being on the road a lot, traveling and recruiting and all that, um, I had a lot of all-nighters driving back in the NEI days and all that. So my go-to is corn nuts. I love corn nuts. And a Mountain Dew. That's a good combo. You got a little sweet and salt. Any, and like, like ranch or any particular favorite no, corn nuts? Just is just straight. original. No, it's like original. you drink coffee, you just have it black. Why would you ruin it? If you're going to have corn nuts, just get the original. Like, why would you ruin it with ranch or barbecue? 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 Yeah. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> But, uh, but, I mean, just the straight corn nuts, it's amazing. And the dentist loves it, too. Yeah. You're, you're going to chip a tooth on Some those. people are looking at you like you're nuts. So. I know. Uh, what's uh, new? <laughs> Welcome to my life. Got another question in the back. Go ahead. That was a great question. That was oh, a great the question. Guy was, used yeah. to have, we used to have hair like that guy. I know. What's his name again, Bean? Gabe. 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 Three claps for a Gabe. Appreciate that hair, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh-oh. This question is for Justin. Justin, I've, I've met you. I've met some of your family members. I know you're a big basketball family, uh-huh. and yep. I think almost all of your siblings could have played uh-huh. college basketball. So what led you to play? Uh, what was your drive for that decision? Wow. Uncle Brent, thank you for that. That's my <laughs> uncle, everybody. Hey, uncle Brent. <laughs> uncle Brent. <laughs> I love Uncle Brent. If, you see, if you've seen my dad before, they're basically twins. So if you see him, just don't get him mixed up. But <laughs> I did think for a second that was Gordon in the back there. Yep, yep. From Rexburg, Idaho. That's, that's my family over there. So, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, like you said, my, yeah, none of my siblings played in college. Um, and that was, you know, I felt like they definitely could have if they wanted to. They were good enough. Um, same with my little sister. She's up at uh, BYU-Idaho right now. But she had some offers. And ultimately for me, I, I started to, to kind of get a taste of reality once I hit sophomore year. Uh, some coaches started to reach out to me. And, and it became, you know, a, a grind and, and something that I really wanted to do. So that was kind of around my sophomore year. Um, and so... Ultimately, at that point, I, I made up my mind. I, I wrote down on a piece of paper, you know, you will play Division One basketball, and so that's what I wanted and didn't want to settle for anything less. Um, ultimately, I, I walked on here, and, and it was the best decision ever for me. But 
but I think my dad playing in the NCAA tournament, um, he's had a huge influence on me just in basketball. He's, he and my mom would get up in the mornings before work and, and rebound for me at the church gym. And so I think just that character, that culture that they, I guess, uh, instilled in me really helped me to, to know what I wanted to do, and that was to play basketball. And I'm glad I was here at Utah State. So does, Waggies. You, so does your uh, yeah great answer by the way does your uh, does your your dad give you tips after a game or does he just try to does oh, he yeah. stay away from that or does he still get involved in the X's and O's I know Absolutely. he's told him not to stop fouling a couple times <laughs> he has no <laughs> doubt about it yep he has he's told me a lot of a lot of good things um, just on my game just different things but you know he's great he's he's definitely more than just a, a coach to me and and I really look up to him a lot so and my mom too she gives me a lot of good advice on a lot of stuff so she knows the game really well. She You've seen it a lot. All right, we'll take our final break, come back, and uh, wrap this thing up, get you ready for Wyoming coming up in just uh, two nights from now. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaching Show from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome back. Final segment of the show here on the Craig Smith Coaching Show. Uh, big one coming up is Utah State will take on Wyoming. And then you've got a, uh, you know, six days off after that game. And i got to imagine at this point in the season, that's going to be a welcome sight. Yeah, they're all big. I mean, I know coach, coaches cliche, every game matters, and they do. The last two years, every game we've played has been a meaningful game because um, you get to this time of year where everyone's talking about March Madness and the bubble and all this and that, and, and, and bad losses are hard to overcome. Like they, yeah. they just are. And so, um, you know, we don't have the luxury like the BCS leagues, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, where every, you know, every other game or every third game you're playing a quad one team. Uh, we have an opportunity to gain those things. So, um, so every game truly does matter. And then the more you win, then it's even more magnified, right? Yeah. Because now you've earned your right to be in that position to be talked about in that regard. So um, Wyoming coming in, obviously um, – you know, we just played them three weeks ago, so it's not that long ago. Yeah, we're very familiar. Today, I told you earlier, we had a fantastic practice. Our guys were locked in and all over the place, and I thought really did a good job defending their stuff. Um, uh, the, but at the same time, they're playing much better now than they were three weeks ago. They beat San Jose. They were up 19 with about 14 minutes to go against Colorado State. Uh, and then they, they were up eight with two minutes to go. And, and, and obviously they didn't win that game, but they were in a position to take care of business against a very good Colorado State team. So um, the, the Maldonado kid is a very good player. Hunter Maldonado, we held him to 14 last time. Quani uh, Marble is why I think they're really playing better. He wasn't playing a lot going into our game, played very well against us, had 14, and then they inserted him in the starting lineup after that, and he's played very, very well. Uh, all you Cash Valley people know Jake Hendricks played at Skyview high school uh, he's a guy that can really get it going shooting the ball and he's a guy where he makes one basket like two and three are coming very very quickly and so he's a big key um, to the game uh, doing our best to take him away and we did a Sam guard to him most of the night did a very very good job um, down at their place so I know our guys are excited to play at home it feels like we haven't been at home for a long time and certainly um, there's just a different level of uh, 
of enthusiasm and spirit and atmosphere and confidence yeah. uh, certainly playing at home. Well, and there's only two more times to see this team in action in the spectrum. Obviously, this game against Wyoming and then next week against San Jose State. And then that's it. You know, a chance to see uh, Diogo Brito and uh, Abel Porter and Sam Merrill and Roche in the spectrum. Those are, uh, those are limited moments, and you need to take advantage of them and go to utahstateaggies.com and get those tickets. Yeah, and certainly it is centered around those, those seniors, and it should be. Those guys are a special group of young men, and obviously – you know, Sam is one. Of, I mean, he's a uh, legendary guy. When you look at the the history of yeah. of Aggie basketball and all of Aggie sports, quite frankly, and and then more than that too, it's you know, last two times to be able to see this team play at home, and it's a special group of of young men. It's a great group to be around, and hopefully, it's a group that you guys are excited to support, and and hopefully, we can pack the place the next two uh, home games uh, this Wednesday against when uh, against Wyoming and. And I think it's next Tuesday against yep. San Jose State. Yep. And then uh, and then wrapping it up against the pit. And then uh, got the conference tournament. Coach, it's it's the home stretch. It's that time, baby. Uh, we've got to finish with a flourish, baby. I love it. Love it. Hey, big thanks to uh, everybody who helped us out on tonight. Everybody came out tonight. Give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, Great awesome atmosphere crowd. here tonight here at Old Chicago. Big thanks to Justin Bean for hanging out with us. For uh, Coach Craig Smith, I'm Scott Gerard. Remember, game coming up on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, tip-off, 6.30 pregame show. You'll hear it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Go Aggies! This has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Craig Smith, brought to you by Ford. Go further. H&R Block. Block has your back. New York Life. Be good at life. And by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom. Cash Valley's Pizza and Craft Beer Authority. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.